welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast in which we talk about every episode of Degrassi The Next Generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about season three, episodes four and five, Pride. And Kelsey, will you please read us the episode summary from the Degrassi Wiki, which is surprisingly shorter this time. I sure can. Paige organizes a final hurrah at the beach and even convinces her older brother Dylan to act as chauffeur. Spinner's a bit put off by Dylan's openly gay attitude, but his presence is an eye-opener for Marco. Spinner convinces Marco to go out with Hazel, but the pressure's too much. Marco reveals his secret to Spinner. He's gay. Meanwhile, when Snake faints while playing video games with Craig, 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 Craig and, a, and a cut on his thumb refuses to heal, Snake decides at his doctor. The diagnosis is unexpected and scary. I mean, that that seems fine. It's like a little bit weird about the Dylan stuff. Oh, no. First appearance of Jay Hogarth. I'm very excited to talk about that. Oh, problematic fave. Um, okay. <laughs> so, Pride Part 2. Spinner just can't deal with the fact that his close friend is gay and decides to cut Marco out of his life. But when all the guys go to watch Dylan's hockey game, Jimmy makes sure that Marco comes along. While walking through the gay village on his way to the stadium, Marco is attacked by a group of gay bashers. Marco's beating, combined with Spinner's treatment of him, creates even more frustration and confusion. Meanwhile, still reeling from the news that he has cancer, Snake decides to beat the chemo and volunteers to shave his head as a fundraiser for the Spirit Squad. I don't... That's that's odd phrasing. Decides to beat the chemo and volunteers to shave his like I I understand what the what they mean, but that's just like an odd way to say that. Like it sounds like he's trying to fight the chemo, not the cancer. Instead of being like, beat the chemo to the punch and shave his head for charity, you know. Yeah. Also, he doesn't know he has cancer yet. He just is getting tested for it when he shaves his head, but that's a minor thing. Also, in the first part of the summary, if you had read that, like out of context like before watching the episode i just the the when snake gets a nosebleed while playing video games with craig sentence just sounds so weird and out of place if you like didn't watch the episode like they just are buds who play video games (laughs) together i kind of would love that though that's like that's a bromance i'm on board for like snake is like another craig father surrogate it's very marauders you know it's like very lupin and serious Totally. Um, But the episode title, Pride, is named after the U2 song, Pride, parentheses, In the Name of Love, which came out in 1984. And I think, according to the Wikipedia page for the song, it's a song about Martin Luther King Jr. And... Apparently it received mixed reviews when it was released, but has since become like one of U2's biggest hits. You'll recognize it. It's playing in the background. You totally know this song. Bono's singing his face off right now. Yay, Bono. Kind of. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not crazy about Bono, to be honest, but whatever. Um, so, okay. Let's just jump right in. I love both of these episodes. They make me feel a lot of feelings. Holland and I watched it together, and we both did a lot of yelling. There's just mm, just lots of feelings, and we didn't shut up for a lot of it. Like, we were either, like, staring intently or, like, shouting. Um, but my first note is I am here for Marco and Paige's friendship always. 
Yes. Also here for Mark. Well, kind of here for Marco's man priest, which like, again, <laughs> how does nobody know that he is gay already? There are a million ways that I'm like, how does no one know that Marco is gay? Um, I don't want to jump into fashion yet, but I have a lot of notes. But let's let's just like get the gist of what's happening. So I'm here for Marco and Paige's friendship. Um, and then I'm also super here for Dylan's appearance. He's in. He's their chauffeur. Marco's like, fine, shotgun, whatever, who cares? And he gets into the front and Dylan's there and he's all dreamy with the blue eyes and the blonde hair and the shiny, shiny teeth and the shiny, shiny hair. And he's like, oh, hey, I'm Dylan. And Marco's like, hard eyes. <laughs> so many hard eyes for Dylan in this episode. Yes. So they're trucking along in their little minivan on the way to the beach, which like I remember like seeing, I think it was on one of those like Degrassi marathons where the cast would like talk to you before introducing episodes and stuff. And I remember they said when filming this one that the beach was fucking freezing. And I think you can tell because it's so cloudy and it's Canada and they're all like having to pretend like they're having really a great time at the beach. See, I wouldn't have guessed that at all. Like, I, I think that they did, like, a fine job. Like, if I hadn't have heard that ahead of time, I, I wouldn't have known. Where in Canada do they shoot this? Toronto? Like, that's where, I know that's where the show's based, and I'm assuming that it's shot in Toronto, like, in that area. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Just because, uh, like, in Vancouver, like, I know that, like, the beaches there, like, maybe not necessarily always that cold. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know anything about Canada. Um, and also, the dot now exists. It had a clear sign over it when they drove past. I was really excited. It's my third note. Um, so, yeah, they're all going to the beach. Ellie is awesome, and she's like, Paige is evil. And Marco is like, no, she's not. She's my best friend. And Ellie is like, no, she's evil. And I'm like, well, I mean, you're both right. <laughs> Paige is awesome, but also can be evil. Um, so, yes, they get to the beach, and Paige is, like, trying to get Spinner to do something. I don't even remember what she's trying to get him to do. And she like, hold, he's, the hold the basket. And he's like, no, that's so homo. And then Dylan, like, like swivels his head and, like, gives him a look. And he's like, oh, I didn't mean gay. And Dylan's like, oh, and you meant milk? Like, Homo milk, homogenized milk. It was a fun Canadian joke that he made. I thought it was funny, and Paige laughed, and I'm like, Paige, why are you dating an obvious homophobe? As, like, a person who from day one has been very, like, my brother's gay. Like, that's, like, her favorite thing to say is, <laughs> well, my brother's gay. Like, it's her favorite thing. So why is she dating, like, an obvious homophobe? I don't understand it. I don't understand it for any of these episodes. There's a lot. Of, there are a lot of reasons why I'm like that come up with, when Spinner does anything where I'm like, Paige, why are you dating him? But this especially like right off the bat in the beginning of the episode, it's just like from the beginning to end, Spinner is so homophobic and it's painful to watch this. It fucking hurts me. Um. So, yeah, but they're going to have, like, a, a nice day at the beach, probably. And Ellie is like, 
walking with Marco behind the group and she's like, why did you bring me here? (laughs) And he was like, it's going to be fun, probably. Maybe I shouldn't have brought you. I don't know. And she's like, and why did you let Spinner, like, call me your honey? Like, I did this all last year. I can't do it again. And he's like, fine, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it's a whole thing. But I'm like, you know what? Good for Ellie for standing up for herself. Like, last year was really hard on her. Because she loved Marco so much, you know, and it's nobody's fault, but it's, you know, she, it was just rough for her. So I'm, I'm glad that she was like, no, I'm putting my foot down. You don't have to come out, but I can't be your beard. Yes. I was very happy that Ellie finally shaved the beard. Um, and then, so then after this, we cut over to the B plot, which I was surprised by how meaty it was and how it was like, there was... Like, clearly, Marco's storyline was the main focus of both of these episodes, but Snake's storyline was also very strong, which is, Snake, it begins, we cut over to um, the Nelson slash Simpson household, and Snake is sick, and Spike is yelling at him and doesn't want to get the baby sick, so she makes him go stay at Joey's. And he, like, cuts his hand. And that's when I remembered that it was this storyline. Because I didn't realize it was this early. Like, I thought it was, like, later seasons. I did not realize it was season three. Like, it seemed like it came on really soon. But, yeah, as soon as he cut his hand, I remembered that from, like, watching it the first time around. I'm like, oh, right. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, it's fucking heavy for a B plot. Like, it's more like an A- minus plot than anything. <laughs> like... It's it's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, they really just like they put them both in there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it made for a really great episode. <laughs> but yeah, I know. I totally forgot that this happened this early. I thought it happened like at least like in the second half of the season. But it's like episode four. Snake has cancer. All right. We're doing this. Um. But yeah, but also I want to hop back really quickly to the Marco Ellie breakup. Did you notice a girl carrying a giant inflatable shark behind them while this was happening? No, but I noticed a giant inflatable shark tied to the roof of their car as they were driving. Was this girl with them? Was it Hazel? It must have been Hazel, but I didn't notice the shark before the scene, and it was just like somebody walking away with a shark, and I was like, what is happening? I think it was Hazel. Um, That's really funny. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So then we cut back to the beach, and Ellie is, of course, fucking sitting in the sand reading with, like decked out in all of her black like she's covered head to toe in black and she's holding a lace parasol on the beach while everyone else is playing volleyball ellie is my icon um she's amazing and she's like this was gonna be in my fashion notes what i can just say now she is straight up like channeling wednesday adams like it's incredible <laughs> she's got like the braided pigtails and all black and she's on the beach looking very dour and i'm like okay wednesday i see you girl very wednesday adams um so they're playing volleyball and then after they stop marco and dylan have a little moment and you're just like oh my god marco is so in love with you already it's amazing it's really cute, and Dylan is so dreamy that I, like, actually can't handle it. I'm, like, really struggling. Um, 
so yeah i mean they're all like having a good time on the beach and they're playing volleyball and uh you know after they have their moment the three boys are like playing with like super soakers or whatever except for dylan dylan is sitting in the sand with Paige and Hazel and he's like asking like what everybody's deal is but basically he's just asking what Marco's deal is because he already likes Marco and she's like he's straight probably and Hazel's like definitely straight and he's like uh I don't know you guys (laughs) I think maybe you're missing something fairly evident to the rest of the world um so yeah but it's it's like it's just you know it's it's very clear what's happening Yeah, Dylan knows, like, probably immediately. And after this little convo, a group of dudes, like, run past them. And, like, they, like, Paige, Hazel, and Dylan essentially catcall them. And, like, Dylan's like, ooh, look at them sweat, which I found very hilarious. And then fucking Spinner is, like, has this disgusted look on his face and is like, oh, my God, that's so gross. Like, I can't believe it. It's so unnatural. And then Jimmy's like, oh, well, you were just all over Marco, ha <laughs> ha, because they were like horsing around or something. Mm-hmm. And then Spinner says something so awful. He says something about like, oh, we sh- they should all just go like get locked up somewhere. He's like, they should all just go away. Spinner basically suggests concentration camps for gay people, which is fucking ridiculous. Also, I feel like for the episode, we should just change his name to fucking Spinner because that's all we're going to call him throughout this whole goddamn thing. He is king of the assholes. He can eat an entire bag of dicks. Like, fuck Spinner. Like, it, those words came out of his mouth, and I gasped out loud. I don't know if you noticed, but I gasped. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? He's basically like, genocide! What? Yeah, it was pretty awful. But on the flip side, um, when he's being disgusting... Like, when he's like, oh, I don't get that. It's so unnatural. And Jimmy's like, okay, yeah, so what? He's gay. It doesn't matter. Like, basically, it's like the difference between Jimmy and Spinner in this episode are so polar opposite that it's insane. And it makes me love Jimmy so fucking much. I love Jimmy. I might go listen to Drake after this. That's how much I love Jimmy in this episode. I'm just like, I just want to be closer to you. You're magic. And he is. He's fucking great. He's great this whole episode. I love Jimmy in this episode. But yeah, it's like, it almost makes you wonder, like, how did these people stay friends for this long? Like, they clearly have, like, very different ideologies. And, like, I guess it never came up because they're young and not a lot of people have, like, come out in their lives yet. But I, like, don't talk to people anymore that I used to know that would I mean I don't think I know anyone that is like gay bashing but like I don't talk to people that are like racist or homophobic or whatever like anyone that was like that in my life when I was a kid that grew up fucked up I don't talk to them so it's like I can't imagine like this relationship being a thing that would like last them into adulthood if Spinner doesn't change this yeah it's very infuriating um but then we cut over back to snake and he's coming over to joey jeremiah's house and interrupts craig and ashley mid makeout which was kind of gross to watch and craig is like not happy about having snake stay with them because he's like cock blocking him i guess but he was already babysitting anyway 
But then they start playing video games, and this is when then like Snake wins and like stands up, and then he falls back down on the couch and gets a nosebleed, and very serious music plays, and we are all very worried for him. So worried. And I watched Holland realize at that time that, yes, that is the storyline. She's like, she, you just knew it was really funny. Cause I like, I figured it out with the finger cut because I just remembered it like really distinctly. I remember like the finger bleeding was like what ticked them off or whatever. And then you were like, oh, I know this. And I was like, yes, okay. <laughs> we're all on the same page. But we both knew really early in the episode. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, can we talk about fashion? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm very ready to talk about fashion. All right. So, first of all, Marco wears a lot of dumb stuff throughout this whole <laughs> thing. Um, his beach outfit is like he's wearing the puka shells and a bad tank top. Like, I kind of like the tank top, but I don't like that color on him. Um, and then, like I said, Ellie is just channeling Wednesday Adams in a way that delights me. Uh, Spinner is wearing the dumbest swim trunks I've ever seen. They're really ugly. And he's also wearing a really dumb shark mask. What's with sharks in this episode? Dylan is adorable and perfect and the only person who knows how to dress. I like Paige's um, like knit tank top situation that she had going on. It was very cute. You just took like so many of mine that I've been looking for. But yes, I love Paige's pink like little crochet beach top. I would have a thousand percent worn that in like 2003. I think I had a shirt that looked vaguely like that. Um, but yeah, that shark. I actually, I had that. My grandparents had that shark, like those shark goggle mask thing that Spinner was wearing. Um, so that was also a throwback. Okay. Like the next day after, okay. I think it was the day after the beach. Um, after everyone found out that uh, Marco and Ellie broke up, but Paige and Spinner were walking into the school and she was wearing this jean jacket, but it also had weird, like shaggy, like a fur lined thing happening around the collar. And it looked like she shaved a Muppet and just slapped it on her jacket. And I was not a fan of it. Shaving a Muppet is hilarious. Um, Hazel, when she's on the date with Marco, is wearing this like red off the shoulder top that's like, ruffly in the front and it's like the big sleeves are off the shoulders but it still has spaghetti straps and it's confusing it's just a confusing shirt like it looks good on her because she's a pretty girl but it's a dumb shirt um i like ellie's skirt uh later on the episode it's like got, got like big patches on it or whatever it's like black and it's all patchy um and that's cute I was not a fan of that skirt, actually. Really? I thought it looked really bad, but whatever. Yeah, it looked like it was literally like scraps from a like fabric pile put into a skirt. I am on board for it. Um, Marco's hat, and I hate to say it because it's like right before he gets beat up, um, but his hat is so dumb. It's just so dumb. It's like checkeredy and a fedora and boy does not know how to dress yet but i'm also blaming 2003 on this um manny is wearing the fluffiest pink hat and then later we see that it is paired with like basically again another like baby pink juicy 
tracksuit ripoff complete with like numbers on the front like it's trying to be sporty but it's not because it's manny and she's also wearing obviously the white tube top crop top underneath um and then also she's wearing her vegas necklace again and i think that's the end of my fashion notes yeah emma looks good she's again wearing just all like very earthy hippie girl clothes yeah, that's kind of her whole deal. Where was Sean this episode? He was absent. But Jay was there and he was I feel like he wasn't as like hoodlumy looking as he will be. He was wearing his backwards hat. Yeah, he was just he was dirt baggy, but he was not quite um Ryan Atwood esque yet or Eminem. He's more Eminem than Ryan Atwood because he's like kinda dirtier and more like <laughs> I just, I have a problem. It's fine, you guys. Just a little more white trash. <laughs> like, absolutely more white trash. So then after the video game thing, we're back at the beach, and Ellie's playing the guitar Some for some reason. I feel like she never plays the guitar ever again. But she's playing the guitar, and they're, like, roasting marshmallows over, like, one of those grills that are at parks and beaches and stuff. And then Spinner's like, Marco, why are you all the way over here? Your girlfriend's all the way over there. And like Marco goes and sits next to Ellie. And then Spinner's like trying to get Marco to put his arm around Ellie. And I'm like, Spinner, why are you giving Marco relationship advice? Like Marco has theoretically been dating, been in a relationship with Ellie longer than you have been in a relationship. Like if anything, he is a seasoned person to like, the uninformed eye in this situation. Okay, so I have like theories. Um, because at first I wrote down the same thing. I was like, why is he so invested in this relationship? It's stupid. Because then he does the same thing with setting him up with Hazel. And I'm like, well, you know, it's kind of clear why he's setting it up with Hazel, but I feel like like subconsciously he kind of has a feeling that Marco's gay. Like he knows that like something is not like what he perceives as right. Like, I think he thinks that, like, somewhere in the back of his mind, he, like, knows that it's, like, something's off. And I think he just wants him to be straight so badly that he's, like, go hang out with your girlfriend. It makes me feel more comfortable. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely, like, he was trying to fit Marco back in the box of what he, what his brain could take as acceptable and was, like, overcompensating and being annoying um but yeah so he pushes marco to put his arm around ellie and ellie's like marco and then Paige is like um hun he's your boyfriend like that's what's supposed to happen and ellie's like no we broke up and then kind of embarrasses marco in front of everybody by being like bitch we broke up even though you're still pretending that we're not and it marco gets upset and like this really weird like hip-hop-ish music starts playing in the background and Marco runs away and like goes and cries on some rocks by the beach but Dylan comes and like comforts him which is cute it's a sweet moment for them he's like are you okay and Marco's like no and Dylan's like okay and then that's it and I feel I I thought that they had more of a talk than that but they super didn't (laughs) um yeah I mean but I understand like Ellie had to put her foot down and Marco would have continued to keep doing this like until she died if she hadn't <laughs> like said something to everyone and not just to him because clearly he's like 
not going to respect her. He's clearly not going to respect her request to like, you know, let her not be his beard. <laughs> yeah, he he would have taken advantage of that situation until the end of time. Um, but then it's the next day at school and Paige, this is when Paige is wearing her Muppet jacket and she and Spinner are coming into the school and she's like, well, I don't know. D- like Dylan thinks that like, I, I understand like uh, why they broke up. Ellie's kind of doom and gloom, but also Dylan mentioned that like, maybe he's gay and Spinner's like, no, he's not like, I will not accept this as truth. Yeah. He kind of like goes crazy. And, like, we knew that it was going to happen, but it was still, like, Spinner, what the shit? It, yeah, it's just still kind of, like, Spinner, what, what the shit? Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a whole fucking thing. Honestly, I just get so mad at him that I, like, I can't actually contain my feelings. Like, I hate him so much throughout both of these episodes. He's such a fucking garbage, scumbag, human twat face. Well said. Thank you. But, yeah, so Spinner already probably has an inkling. Paige says this to him, and he, like, can't deal. And then he sees Marco, and Marco's wearing a little, like, sporty hockey jersey. And he's like, what do you know about hockey? Oh, you like hockey now? And then he, like, asks him a question about football. And Marco thinks he's talking about hockey. And it's embarrassing. And it's, like, clearly Spinner, like, trying to, like, assert his, assert his, like, masculine-ness and tried to be like to overcompensate and be like, well, I'm a man. Why aren't you a man? I'm going to expose you for not being a man. But then he's like, like, why don't you have a girlfriend anymore? Now that you and Ellie broke up, like you should date Hazel so you can be a man like me. And it's like all gross and disgusting. It's extremely gross. Um, And he gets so mad that Marco doesn't know the answer or like lies or whatever. And you just hear Craig in the background go, okay. <laughs> Which I was like, thank you. Agreed. Um, You know, it's like, it's, it's weird and fucked up. And it reminded me a lot of like, when you say that you like something like, like a band or like a comic or whatever. And then like some fucking dude bro on the internet is like, Oh yeah, well what was their manager's name in 1992? And how did he die? And, and how many kids did he have? And you're like, who are you? Why is this happening to me? Like, why must I be tested on my likes and dislikes? Calm the fuck down. Yes. I was also getting that feeling. You were like, openly like cringing when this was happening you're like oh no I don't like this (laughs) you guys the thing about watching anything with me is I'm gonna state my feelings (laughs) I'm not gonna feel them quietly I'm not gonna make noises I'm gonna say out loud things like I don't like this (laughs) I feel like I am also the same way or I will just make noises where you're like you know what I'm feeling like (laughs) There are many noises that came out of my mouth during this episode that sounded weird. Whatever. <laughs> but then Marco sees Dylan and he's wearing his little hockey jersey and he waves to him. He's like so happy when he waves to Dylan and Dylan's like, oh, you like the buds? And Marco's like, huh? And he's like, the the jersey you're wearing, you like the hockey? And Marco's like, oh, yeah, I love them. Totally. <laughs> Like, not learning from his mistake, like, before. Pretending to like sports with Spinner, but it's it's fine. It's working for him. Dylan probably doesn't care one way or the other if Marco enjoys hockey. 
And then our introduction of Jay. Jay like saunters into the room. (laughs) And like looks at like Marco and Dylan. And he's like, you steer clear of this one. Like talking to Dylan because he's like... I can't remember exactly what he says, but it's homophobic. Like, Jay literally has two lines in this episode, and they're both extremely homophobic. It's rough. Um, Yeah. You guys, I mean, he's he's a dirtbag for a reason. Oh, yeah, no. He's like, I'm like, oh, problematic fave, problematic fave. Why are you the worst? Um... But yeah, it's 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 fucking rough. Um, but yeah, he's like, like it, it was almost like a, a don't drop the soap kind of thing. And I was like, why are you doing this? And then Dylan comes over and like intimidates him. And he like leans over and just like stares in the eye. And Jay's like, okay. And he leaves. And I was like, yay, Dylan. But also like that was like just awkward. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if anyone was intimidated. I think it was just like uncomfortable. Um, but Marco comes over and helps him pick up the book or whatever was on the ground, and they like have a moment. But I have a question for you: mm-hmm. Why is Dylan at the school? Why? Why? I think he's still in high school. I don't think he. I think he's probably like a senior. Like they are still. I think he's still older. I feel like he starts college like next season. And then that's when Marco and him have like some kind of relationship drama related to that. But I'm pretty sure he's like a senior or maybe he has to be like, there's no other reason why he would be at the school. But also back to like Dylan's weird intimidation thing. I think, I don't know if it was super intimidating, but I think he was standing his ground and that's what was important. And I think like it showed Marco that like, you can be gay and you can be strong and you don't have to be ashamed of it. It's like the first little inkling of that. And I think it was a nice little touch to put into the episode where Dylan is like not ashamed of who he is and he's going to make sure Jane knows that. And I really liked it. I liked that. Um, Yeah, I think like there are just so many facets to these two episodes that are, I think are a big part of like Marco finding his like gay identity and I think this is definitely one of them. You make a really good point. It's definitely like you can still be like a strong man and also be gay. Like it isn't like an either or situation. Yeah. And then I think like it's after school and Spinner's like sitting on the steps out front, like listening to like a Walkman or something. And he has those like wraparound headphones that like were super cool back then that I definitely had. And he sees like, Marco talking to girls and I think this is when he's like Marco you should go out with Hazel because he's like oh Marco has a lot of girlfriends like but not like in like a like Don Juan kind of way but like in a like gay guys have lots of friends who are girls like I feel like that was the vibe we were supposed to be picking up from this scene it was kind of weird but then Spinner's like pushing Hazel on Marco after this and Marco's like okay I guess so because I'm still very in the closet let's do it Pretty much. Oh, also gross and weird. Spinner asks if Marco and Ellie broke up because Ellie won't put out, which I'm like, seems like that's the opposite of their problem. (laughs) Seriously. Um, But yeah, so the setup happens and oh, yeah, I think it's like in the classroom later. They're in a classroom and 
Spinner's like, so who should you go out with? Oh, what about Hazel? She's hot and like makes like a motion about yeah. like her boobs. And it's so gross. And I'm like, fucking Spinner. I hate you. Yeah, I made a note of that, too. It was disgusting. I was like, are you fucking kidding? Me? Like, how many reasons do I have to hate you in this episode? All of them? Great. <laughs> um. Oh, meanwhile, in our A-minus plot, um, Craig goes to Emma and is like, hey, something weird happened with Snake. He, like, collapsed. And I just wanted to, like, make a note that it was really good of Craig to, like, go right to Emma and not, like, hide it or be like, I'm sure he's fine. Like, Craig is often the adult in all situations and he knows to do well okay that's fair but he like he knows like to do like I think he's like learning that like okay when something happens like don't be afraid to go to an adult that usually helps if they are responsible or at least like tell someone like like don't instantly trust an adult just because they're like I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to say I think what I'm trying to say is Craig has learned not to trust adults saying that they're fine and he's learning to be self-sufficient and he's also like now understands like, hey, you should tell people what's going on and not keep secrets because that can end up hurting people. Yeah, he's just like holding everyone accountable, which is nice. So then Emma goes and confronts Snake about what happened in the classroom and immediately before she starts talking to him, she and Manny share like a little like like pissy moment where like, oh, they're still on the outs. And she like confronts Snake about this and she's like, you need to go to the doctor. Like you need to make sure that this isn't like more serious. And Snake's like, no, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. But then he like calls and makes an appointment with his doctor anyway because he's a responsible adult. <laughs> He is, and he has an amazing flip phone. It's pretty great. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I and I liked their little I, – I kind of forgot that Emma and Manny aren't friends, so I kind of liked their little pissy moment at each other. And then I was like, all right, you guys aren't friends. Very helpful. Thank you, Degrassi, for being consistent. Um, but, yeah, the antenna on Spike's – or on Snake's cell phone is the longest thing ever, and it's hilarious. Um, so then we – Cut to Marco, Hazel, Spinner, and Paige are on a double date at the dot. Marco's telling a hilarious story about a movie he saw that involves, like, a male nurse falling in love with somebody in a coma, which sounds creepy to me, but everyone thinks it's really funny. Yeah, super creepy. And they mentioned something about it having subtitles. I'm like, this is probably something that Ellie would enjoy watching. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he's on his double date. I think thought it was really weird how hazel kept insisting that he go see the same movie a second time but this time with all of his friends who are probably like like marco has really um he has like an artistic sensibility that i think is why like he and ellie connected and i feel like these this group of clowns is not gonna be able to hang with that but hazel is still like you should see that movie again but this time with a bunch of people who aren't gonna understand it and spinner isn't gonna want to read subtitles and yay and i'm like why does that sound like fun for anybody um but kelsey it's the perfect movie to go on a date to because you don't have to pay attention to it so you can do other things <laughs> Oh, man. Remember being in, like, high school and going to movies with boys just to make out with them? Because that was all I did in high school. <laughs> oh, the movie theater. I went on my first date 
uh, to I Love You, Man. The worst movie to see on a first date. Why? I think my first date was also a movie, but it was not I Love You, Man. I can't remember the movie. It might have been a Fast and Furious. I don't know. What, like, what movies came out in like 2004? I'm sure a Fast and Furious movie came out then. Um, Hitch? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember. All I know, I just know that I went on a big, like, group hang to see Hitch in, like, probably 2004, 2005, whenever the fuck that movie came out. I think I was in seventh grade, and I remember that happened. But my first, like, real date... I was a little later. It was like my junior year in high school and I saw I Love You, Man. And I was like, I immediately regret the movie choice because they're talking. It's like a dude Judd Apatow-esque movie. Is it Judd Apatow? I think think it it is. And they're like talking about masturbation and stuff. And I'm like, this was the wrong decision. But like I wanted to see it. And the other, actually, the other option that was offered to me was a Fast and the Furious movie. I was like, I don't want to fucking watch that. I want to go see a movie I want to see. And I was like, wait, no, this was wrong. (laughs) You made the wrong choice. Uh, It's okay. I've seen a lot of bad movies on bad dates. Like, why do people, like, I think the best movie I saw on a date was um, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Like, that was a great movie date. But also, like, you guys... I don't recommend seeing movies on dates unless you've been, like, dating that person for a long time because it's a terrible way to get to know someone. Like, we went and got drinks after, but I was like, but I don't want to get to know you at all. All I want to do is talk about how great this movie was. And I'll also feel the same way if it's, like, a bad movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I, it's not it's not a good, like, first, second, third date type of thing. Um, but that did not stop me as a high schooler who only went to see movies to make out in them. I don't think I like watched a single movie in high school. <laughs> I think I just showed up and made out in the back row. As we've said before, we had very different <laughs> high school experiences. <laughs> Whereas my freshman year in high school, my friend Tyler and I were like, basic, she was basically like my only friend and she, I was her only friend. And I can tell you, I've any movie that came out in like fall of 2006, spring of 2007, that came out in theaters that wasn't rated R. I saw it in theaters with my friend Tyler. We went to the movies like every weekend because we didn't have any other plans. This is how I was. This is what I was like in high school, people. <laughs> oh, your high school stories are bumming me out. <laughs> I saw Norbit in theaters, guys. <laughs> I forgot that Norbit was a movie. Oh, it was, it was not a good movie. Oh, although I went on I went on a date to see Drag Me to Hell and we watched the whole thing because it was perfect. <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, I was like, no, we're watching Drag Me to Hell. This is what's happening. This is a Sam Raimi movie. Sit still. Um, we've gone on a tangent. <laughs> so they're at the dot. We're not even done with part one yet. And we're at what? Like almost 40 minutes into this episode. I'm sorry, guys. Um, So they're at the dot. They're talking about this dumb movie. And then Ellie walks in and Marco gets very uncomfortable. And he, like, walks up to the counter to get soda. And then Hazel is like, I'll help you. And then Ellie just gives him, like, the judgiest look. That's like, really? You're doing this again? And it totally, like, throws Marco off his game. He's like... 
very like rattled and can't concentrate and he's just like when they go back to the table he's like i have to go guys like my mom's making marinara sauce like he puts like the italian accent on the italian words and he's like and i have to help her i didn't realize it was so late i have to go blah it's like like a bald face lie that everyone can see through like he should have come up with a better line just been like i'm not feeling well bye um but that's fine but yeah, no, Ellie's look that she gives him is incredible. I I just wrote lol Ellie's face. Um, and yeah, Hazel's doing that thing where like she sees the X, so she's like marking her territory. It's really gross. Um, but whatever, we all do it. It's fine. Uh, so yeah, so he's like, so yeah, he awkwardly says marinara like <laughs> marinara. I'm like, what are, are you? What is happening? Um, I don't know. Like, oof, oof. I. Just mm, putting like weird shitty accents on things makes me uncomfortable. And it's like, it's also like a Canadian Italian accent. So it's very confusing to me. Like as a person who grew up in New Jersey, surrounded by Italian people, I'm like, what are you saying? Um, but whatever, it's fine. Uh, so yeah, so he runs out of the dot and Ellie watches him leave. And Spinner's like, excuse me. And he gets up and he chases him out because he's been suspicious this whole fucking time and he just won't drop it. And he's like, what's your deal? Why won't you stay? Hazel's like the second hottest girl in school, which like, cool, thanks. <laughs> um, and he's like, what, what is happening? Like, you're saying you're leaving for your mom's pasta sauce. He says pasta and it makes me like want to throw up in my mouth. But I know that's just how Canadians say it. I'm sorry, you guys. It's just, it hurts me. Um, But he's like, pasta. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, So, yeah. So, he's like, I know that you're lying, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, I'm not lying. I just, like, I have to go do this. And he's like, no, tell me the truth. Tell me the truth. And then he's like. He's like, I can't spin her. He's like, why? Because, because why? Because I'm gay. I think that was the inflection that happens. It's like the famous coming out scene in Degrassi. Like I said in a previous episode, Shane Kippel and Adama Ruggiero recreated the scene like recently right before the reunion show. It's like shot for shot. It's like dead on. It's amazing. And this scene is amazing. Like stepping out a little bit, both actors do a very good job. Like Spinner's a fucking asshole. But Shane Kippel is very great at playing asshole homophobic spinner in this moment. And he sells like the disbelief slash anger slash confusion slash can't handle this moment. Like his, the look on his face when he when after Marco says that he's gay is just so many complicated emotions are coming across. And I'm like, good job, Shane Kippel. You've really grown. Yeah, see, that's a good point. We don't often talk about Shane Kibble because we, for the most part, really collectively dislike Spinner. But we dislike Spinner because Shane Kibble is such a good actor. Like, you guys, I love all the actors on this show. Like, they're just all so good. Um, but yeah, no, like, he really, he plays it so well that I, like, vehemently fucking hate this, like, imaginary human. So, like, Shane Kibble, well fucking done. But yeah, it's, it's a heavy scene. And, like, he... Like, Spinner doesn't respond at all. He just pushes him as he, like, walks past him. And it's like, oh, it hurts my heart. And, like, Marco's crying, and it hurts my heart, and I just don't know how to handle it. It's very emotional. It's very emotionally stirring. And that's the end of part one. And then it's the next day at school. And, oh, my God. 
So Marco gets to school and Spinner's sitting on the steps and Marco's like, hey, and Spinner's like pretending like nothing happened, kind of. And Marco's like, so did you tell anyone? He's like, did I tell anybody what? He's like, what I said yesterday? What? I don't know what you're talking about. And then he like, he basically is just trying to get Marco to say that he is gay again. And Mark and Spinner's like, oh, that, oh, maybe I did tell somebody. Maybe I didn't. And it's like, he's like lording this information over Marco and using it like as a weapon against him, like purely to torture him. And I hate it. It's disgusting. It makes me cringe. I just kept writing, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Like, he's, oh, fucking A, Spinner. Um, Yeah, no, he's just being a real fucking D-bag. And Marco's like, there's nothing he can do about it. Because Spinner's just like, no, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. And he has this shitty, like, smirk on his face the whole time. And it's all like, I hate your dumb face throughout this whole thing. And it makes me so mad. Um, so, but Marco like confides in Ellie and she's like, well, you don't know that he didn't tell anyone. He's like, well, I don't know. And they overhear Jimmy and Craig talking and they're like talking about like keeping a secret and, and Ellie's like, she like sidles up and she's like, Hey guys, uh, what secret? What's going on? And first of all, they are bad at keeping secrets cause they tell them right away. <laughs> So they're just like, they're like, oh, yeah, Paige's birthday is coming up. So Spinner's going to throw a surprise party. And both Ellie and Marco look so relieved. And they're like, oh, that's great. And Marco's like hugs them both. And he's like, I'll keep this secret to my grave, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, crazy person. And then he like runs away. And Ellie like swooshes between them, spins around, does like a weird like spinny shrug. And it's very cute. Yes. And then... Later, a little bit later, I think the next part that happens is Dylan, like, gives, like, Jimmy, Craig, and Spinner on the hallway, and Dylan's like, oh, here are tickets to my hockey game tonight. Like, make, remember, one of those is for Marco. And then, like, Craig and Jimmy are like, yeah, boys night. It's going to be fun. And Spinner's like, uh, Marco can't go. He's hanging out with Ellie. Blah, blah, blah. He's, like, be- being a fucking dick, like always. And then they're in PE and Craig and Jimmy are like, Marco, too bad you can't come tonight. Like you have plans with Ellie. That sucks. And then Marco's like, um, what? And he's like, Spinner, why did you tell them? Like I was doing something like Dylan gave that ticket to me. And Spinner's like, you don't even want to go to the game. You just want to go see Dylan. And then like he starts spiking volleyballs at him and he gets in trouble and has to go to the principal's office. And it's like the whole scene is just I don't like it. It's it's uncomfortable, and he's like, because you're a big gay crush, and I was like, ugh, stop it. But yeah, I mean, I don't understand how he can't relate what he's doing in that moment to the guys at the end, because he's like, he's clearly gay bashing him. He's like hurting him on purpose because he hates him for being gay. How, hmm, he's the dumbest person alive. He's made of garbage, and I hope he dies in the fire. Agree. But then we we cut to Snake, and he has agreed to, like, raise funds for the Spirit Squad at some, like, lunchtime silent auction thing. He, like, agreed to do it with Manny. And then, or before this, he's at the doctor, and the doctor's like, we need to test you more for leukemia, because you might have it, but let's see. Sorry, I'm totally glazing over the A-minus storyline. But, so then, he, like, gets freaked out about it, and Emma 
like finds out that he's getting tested for that. And then at the auction, Snake decides to be like to up the ante. And he's like, if we raise this amount of money by whatever the fuck, I'll shave my head tomorrow. Woohoo. And then Emma like gets like extra worried about him. Which is fair. Also, I like that um Miss Hatsalakos is like raising money and like whoever like bets the highest can like spend the day with her at a science museum because it's like first of all clearly she knows her strengths <laughs> second of all she's still getting these kids to learn so I'm like good for you Miss H <laughs> like you're doing your best <laughs> like she's just playing it smart right so then Spinner's in the bathroom and he's right. He's like writing. He's vandalizing his hate now, which is like, who fucking does this? He's in the bathroom and he's writing. Marco is a F word on the wall. And then Jimmy comes in and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Spinner's like, want to know the real reason why Marco and Ellie broke up? And then like Jimmy sees the wall and he's like, Marco's gay. Okay, so... And Spinner, like, goes off again about how it's, like, gross or whatever the fuck. And then Jimmy is just like, no. He, like, shuts him down. He's like, oh, are you going to stop hanging out with me because I'm black? Like, where is your line? And he totally calls Spinner out. And I'm like, Jimmy, I fucking love you. You're the best. It was just a wonderful reaction. Because Spinner is like... And, and if you keep, if you like, don't stop, like you're gonna, I'm gonna write you down right there with him. Which, like, first of all, should just ruin his credibility. So, like, why is he even threatening that? Second of all, fuck you. Um, and Jimmy's like, what are you gonna write that I'm black next? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, Jimmy, you're the best. Oh, I'm gonna go listen to some Drake after this. <laughs> so that happens, and then. Jimmy, and then Jimmy goes in the hallway and talks to Marco, and he's like forget spinner like please come to the game tonight like we want you to come and like just kind of like assures marco that like we still love you even though he doesn't outright say like he knows he's gay but he's like marco i am your friend come to the game please and marco's like okay i'm gonna skip the dot though because spinner and pizza is a bad combination they both say that at the same time which is like cute okay fine whatever but it's all but like we all know that it's like mostly just that he doesn't want to have to spend time with Spinner who then blames it. Oh, I just mm, I feel a lot of feelings about how much I hate Spinner. But yeah, so that is their game plan. Um, And then they like are at the dot. They're getting ready for the game. And Paige comes in wearing the hockey jersey like tied around her waist because she's adorable. And they're like, Paige, I thought this was guys' night. And she's like, for you guys, it's guys' night for me. It's watching Dylan play hockey for the millionth time night. Because she's a supportive sister. And as a person who has a brother who plays hockey who went to a million games, I can respect that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but like, ugh. But Spinner's still being a dick about it. And Craig and Jimmy get up to like go pay the bill or whatever. And Paige sits down, and she's basically like, how long are you going to keep this up? And I just wrote, Paige, how long are you going to keep dating this fucko? Because, like, I can't <laughs> handle it. And she's like, you know, I had a hard time with it, too, when Dylan came out. And he's and he's like, well, you had to like it because, like, he's your brother. And she's like, and so do you because Marco's your friend, which, like, problematic. 
on both ends. But like, fuck, I just, oh, I just, what is wrong with him? And why is she dating him? Yeah, and she's like, well, you have to accept it too because Marco is your friend. And he's like, no, I don't. And he like walks up and that's like the end of that scene. And it's like, oh my God, I hate you. So then they're at the game and they get there before Marco. And Marco like comes off of some form of public transportation. He's like calling. He's like, oh, I got off the wrong stop. I'll be there soon. La, la, la. And he apparently he got off the stop in the gay village, which I'm wondering if that's what it's called or if they're just like that's like a generic name they made up for Degrassi. I'm assuming it's probably a real place in Toronto. But he passes like a gay club and sees like lots of happy gay people and like a couple holding hands and he's like mystified by it. But then immediately after he passes that, he's in a park that's apparently very close to where the hockey game is. And he gets confronted by a group of dudes who automatically are like, oh, you're gay and we hate you and we're going to, like, assault you. And it's heartbreaking and it's really scary because it's like they take his hat and they're, like, taunting him and they're like, you know, you're so pretty for a boy. Like, you're pretty enough to be a girl, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, what is going to end up with this thing? Like... Like, are they just going to beat him or like what is going to happen? And it's really scary. And um, yeah, it's, it's just heartbreaking. And like he's like struggling with it and it's they're beating the shit out of him. And it sucks. And like Jimmy is clearly worried because he like gets out, out of like his seat and he's like, you know, save my seat, blah, blah, blah. Um, But not until Spinner gay bashes the people he came to like watch play hockey. Like, he throws something at one of them, and, like, Jimmy is, like, seriously? Like, fuck you. Um, But then he, like, goes down to, like, call Marco, and he calls Marco, and the guys who are, like, beating him and, like, walking him around weirdly are, like, oh, it's your boyfriend. Answer the phone. And he answers, like, and says really fast, guys, help him at the park. And then they smash his phone. And, like, you know, Jimmy's in a loud place, so he can't really hear him. And he's like, what? What's happening? And, like, the phone is dead. And Jimmy is very worried. And he immediately, like, leaves, like, the venue where the hockey game is. And he's, like, trying to find Marco. And while this is happening, Marco is getting beaten up in the park. And it's very hard to watch. And then a police car drives by, thankfully, and starts, like, putting its sirens on. And then all the dudes run away. And... Then Jimmy sees, like, the police sirens and, like, runs to them. Like, it's like he already knew, like, what was happening. Like, that was because of Marco or something. And he runs and he sees Marco, like, being stitched up on the hood of the police car by the nice policewoman. And she's like, you're going to be okay. We're going to get those guys. And Jimmy comes over and the policewoman's, like, protecting him. He's like, no, I'm his friend. And then he, like, hug, gives Marco a hug, and he's like, it's going to be okay. You're okay. I'm here. It's fine. And it's, like, Jimmy's, like, the best fucking friend ever, and I love it. And he's just, like, he's there for Marco. He is, he's just a great friend in this entire episode. I, like, it almost made me cry. Like, my, my eyes, like, welled up a little, and I'm, like, like oh my god Jimmy is so good and he's like I'm always gonna be here for you and I was like oh my god Jimmy um so yeah that was a good moment um and then the next day we're back at school and um 
like Snake is like shaving his head or he's going to shave his head or whatever. And Paige says something to Emma like at least somebody in your family like knows how to have fun or like has a sense of humor. And I was like, Paige, uncalled for. <laughs> I know they like on the morning announcements, Manny's like, and Mr. Sips is going to shave his head. Woohoo. Go Spirit Squad. And then Paige is like, at least someone in your family is cool, Emma, and like walks away. And it's like, why? Why? That was so uncalled for. But then, yes, Snake gets his head shaved by Sheila, the lunch lady, which is amazing. And then, like, immediately after he, his head gets shaved, he gets a phone call from his doctor. And he, like, walks outside to answer the phone call. And Emma's just watching him and, is, like, crying. And Manny is like, are you okay? Like, it's like, even though they're on the outs, Manny is still, can like, recognizes Emma is upset. And is, like, kind of there for her as a friend, even though they're fighting right now which is the sign of a true friend like if you guys are fighting but still like the other one knows that like something is going on hopefully you can bury the hatchet and like deal with it together or at least like call a truce for like the time being whatever um also they keep chanting shave the snake which doesn't even make sense like it sounds like a little bit dirty and i'm like i can't deal with this at all um but whatever it's fine um, but yeah, so, you know, do you want to just wrap up this? Okay. So yeah, then Emma like goes outside and she's like, was it the hospital? And Snake was like, yeah. And she was like, what did they say? And he was basically just like, I'm going to be rocking this look for a while. And they have like this really sad moment where she's like, can you beat it? And he's like, don't cry. And she's like, you're so upbeat. And he's like, I have to be to beat it, blah, blah, blah. And it's a whole thing. And it's sad. And it is opening up um, big future storylines for us. Yes, for sure. Episode four, Snake has cancer. It's very a big bombshell, especially so far in this show. Although things have been ramping up lately um but yes that's the end of that storyline and then jimmy and spinner are playing basketball and um spinner says probably something stupid about marco and jimmy's like you weren't there last night like he was very shaken up it was scary and spinner's like you shouldn't you should have met us at the dot it's his fault that this happened and it's like oh my god we are victim blaming now Fuck you, Spinner. He's the worst. And it's like he's clear. Like he clearly knows it's his fault, which is why he says things like it's his fault, not mine. Like because nobody said that it was his fault. But clearly he feels responsible. Um, So Marco is in the bathroom, like looking at his face and he's like, oh, and then Jay, of course. Fucking Jay walks over and he's like, I always knew that you and Dylan were like a cute couple or whatever. And then like makes kissy faces. And I'm like, fuck you, Jay. Um, And then Marco's like, what? And then he walks over to the urinal that Jay was at. And above it, it says Spinner's graffiti. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? And Spinner comes in and he basically confronts him. And he's like, seriously, like you didn't tell anyone except you're going to write it on the school, like where people are going to see it. Um, and they get into, like, this huge, like, blowout. And Spinner's like, well, this is, like, what I meant, like, this is definitely one of the moments of, like, Marco figuring out, like, his gay identity. Because earlier he told Ellie when she was asking him about the gay bashing, he was like, I'm just going to be nothing. 
which like we know is not an option unless that is how you are like because there are people who are asexual like I'm not saying that that's not a thing I'm just saying that if you're very clearly gay then you can't just fake asexual and same thing if you're very clearly straight or bi or pan or whatever you can't just be like I'm asexual lol like that's not how sexuality works I mean, granted, there's a spectrum, but still, it's not. Okay, um, that's enough of my, like, being PC. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so it's, it's – but he's like, well, why can't – so, yeah. But she's like, you can't do that. And he's like, fucking watch me. Um, and then Spinner's like, well, why don't you just, like, not be gay? And he's like, y- you think that I wouldn't if I could? Like, he's like, I can't do that. That's, like, not how that works. And he was like – and Spinner's like, why not? And I'm like, Spinner, you need to calm down. First of all, you're screaming indoors. And like, that's fucking not how it works. And then Marco's basically just like, you know, even fucking strangers know. He's like, even if I could fake it, like strangers know. Like, that's why I got beat up. And you're just as bad as they are. And he's like, how can you compare me to them? I'm nothing like them. And he's like, of course you are. Like, look at you. You are just like they are. Which he is. Like, all that shit that he did, like, during the volleyball game and like just the way he's been treating him this whole time like it's fucking bullshit it's absolute bullshit oh and he's like you know I never asked you to tell me blah 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 except that he screamed in his face tell me tell me tell me so fuck spinner and rant and end of episode like Marco's like spinner's like you can't compare me to what those guys did to you and Marco's like really why not you're just as bad as they are and it's finally like Marco like realizing that Spinner is the dumb one and he is, hasn't done nothing wrong. I think it's like a little he's like finally realizing like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not the one who has to hide inside myself and apologize for who I am. Spinner's like the dumbass harassing me. He's literally spewing hate. He's like borderline performing a hate crime on him every single day since he found out. And it's bullshit. And he's like, oh, wait, no, this is bullshit. I do not deserve this. And finally stands up for himself. And then that's where the episode ends. And it's definitely a bittersweet episode ending. But it's like, it's on a high note for Marco, kind of. Like, he finally stands up to Spinner, who's been a fucking dick to him this entire episode. Just a real fucking dick. Um, But yeah, and then my last note is, damn, son. My last note that I wrote down was, yes, Marco, drag him. It's because he did. Um, But yeah. But yeah, this episode, I remember, was such a big deal when it came out. Um, Pun not intended. But I know it was really important. It was like a, a really groundbreaking episode for the time. I think Marco was like the first openly gay character on Degrassi, like from the original series too. And it was kind of like the rape episode where it like brought so much awareness and understanding to something that wasn't totally probably touched on a lot in like pop culture and on TV at the time. And it's a nice little piece of history, I guess. Yeah, it it's just these are two really great episodes I mean I just like I loved every piece of this except for when I was going I don't like this I don't like this but that doesn't count because that's just me as a human um but yeah I mean 
it, it's some just really good fucking television. Jesus. Um. All right. So who is your spirit squad, Captain Holland? Because I have one in mind. I think it's very obvious that Jimmy is the spirit squad captain of this entire episode. He is there for Marco. He like never once judges him or even really acts like surprised when he finds out about Marco. He's just like, oh, okay, I accept this immediately. He's my friend. Oh, this is something new I'm learning about him. And then he's there for him. He's like stands up to Spinner for him like throughout the episode, like whether Marco is there to see it or not. And he's there for him when he goes through a traumatizing event. And I love Jimmy so much. He's amazing. He's obviously the Spirit Squad captain. I, you can't be anybody else. That's super true. I'm also going to like give it to Marco because, duh. I don't think that needs more explanation. Yeah. I mean, duh. Um, I mean, ship of the episode is super obvious. Fucking Marco and Dylan forever. Marco and Dylan OTP. I'm on board. I love them. I'm... I just, ugh, and he's so dreamy, and with the with the shiny and oh god damn it, this little curly mop of curls, golden curls. Oh my god, we are both Marco in this moment because we're in love with Dylan, and Marco's in love with Dylan, and Dylan's in love with Marco, and they're the ship forever, and I love them. Um, <laughs> you like made a little song there. I liked it. <laughs> this is our longest episode ever. Um moral don't be a homophobic asshole everyone has their own sexuality except the world everyone is beautiful even fucking spinner who's a monster hopefully he will learn just calm the fuck down guys just fucking like everybody be nice moral of the episode don't be a dick don't impose your fucking beliefs and judgments on other people's lives. It's none of your goddamn business. Let people live. Just let them live, all right? Goddamn. Jesus. All right. Like, okay, so this is this is total side note, and you can cut this out if you want. But okay, so this weekend I went to my cousin's wedding. It was a trans wedding, and I was sitting with my dad, who is a very conservative Republican and a Vietnam vet, and all all kind of a scary person. So we're sitting, like, away from the reception, talking, and even he is like, he's like, you know, even since, like, the 80s, like, okay, my dad's not, like, the best person, but he's like, you know, since, like, the 80s, since, like, for a long time, you know, I've never had a problem with gay people. He's like, it's just like, I don't get it. It's weird to me, but like, it's none of my goddamn business. And I was like, okay. Like, I mean, it's not exactly like everybody give each other a hug and hold hands, but it's the best that some people can do. And if my dad can do it, fucking Spinner can do it. Cause my, I love my dad, but he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. But yes. Like, everyone has their limits, and some, like, sometimes things go against your beliefs, but, like, it just, like, let people live their lives, and that's all you gotta do. It's, like, live, you focus on you, and, like, not what other people are doing. It's not your job to save the world. Um, but yes. So, I believe we have some grapevine submissions. If y'all wanted to pull those up, we have some tweets that were tweeted at us that we want to share so we have a tweet from caitlin riley at riley tweets r-e-i-l-l-y 
And she says, listening to the How Soon Is Now episode and totally forgot how anti-slut-shaming pro-woman this episode was. Right? We agree. Um, And then we got a tweet from Rachel Seth at OMG It's Rachel. Why are these Degrassi girls constantly getting knocked up? Shouldn't they all be on the pill and using condoms? I agree, especially since Canada has free health care. Like, these girls should be getting free birth control, right? Like that, I would take advantage of that. I they should all be on birth control. Also, learn from your peers' mistakes. Like you've seen this happen before. Exactly. And Trisha, after they chatted back and forth for a while, I'm not gonna read the whole thing. But Trisha ended very nicely with new generations, new dramas, new pregnancies, which fair. <laughs> And her um, Twitter handle is at tbtrishatee. Great, great comments from our Twitter community. <laughs> so that's all we have for Grapevine. But if you want to tweet at us and be featured in the Grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod on Twitter. Another great way to be featured on our Grapevine segment would be to email us at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. We love getting emails and we will read the whole thing on the air probably unless it's really, really long. Um, and we're also on Tumblr, whatever it takes podcast.tumblr.com. And if you want to find us on iTunes and then rate and review us, that would also be super cool. Because if you leave us a review, we will ship you with somebody and make a tiny little fan fiction about you. Feel free to leave suggestions in your reviews so we can like paint a like more vivid picture or all about it. And yeah, that would be great. We're also on SoundCloud. And you can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Holland Tacular. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelsucks with a Z at the end. And I am going to recommend, I've actually gotten into a few new podcasts, so my next couple of recs are going to be podcasts probably. Um, but the first one I'm going to recommend is actually a Bustle podcast. Bustle is a cool online publication type of deal. Um, but I'm really into this one podcast that they have called Be Kind Rewind, and it's all like 90s movies, and it's a really fun one. And one of the girls who is the hosts is named Kelsey, and I don't meet a lot of others, so it was kind of exciting and sometimes throws me off. Yeah, I've definitely downloaded a couple episodes, but I haven't listened to any yet because you told me about that, but it sounds perfect. Um, I'm going to plug something real old. But I know you will appreciate it because I've been binge watching it lately. It's Grey's Anatomy. It's no, they don't need my press. But I've recently finally been like watching it on Netflix. Um, I watched it for a little bit and then I took a break and then I started watching it again because you were talking to me about it and it made me want to watch it again. And I'm now in, in season eight and it's like one of the best fucking shows ever. And that's my plug. Whatever. And she's been, like, t texting me, like, updates throughout it, which has just made me want to go back. So I just jumped back into, like, the end of season six. And I've started watching it from that point all over again. <laughs> because why not? It's great. But that is all we got for you guys. Sorry for the super long episode or thank you, depending on how, if you like long episodes. But that's all we have. Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.